0: Shalom to all. Today we're learning with Sacha Paragimol, Paragimal, Zayin, and And today's mission is being learned with Sacha Slavon, who's a a what is the shear of the smallest esrig one can use? Rabbi Meir says, Ka-egas. It could be as small as a nut. However, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ka-be-tza. It has to be the size of an egg. And we possibly like Rabbi Yehuda in this case. Now what about Uva Gadol? How large is an esrig allowed to be? Rebbe Yehuda says, if he could hold two in one hand, so then it's Kusher. But if it's larger than that, and he can only hold one in his hand, so it's not Kusher. And why is that? Because Rebbe Yehuda is afraid of the following. A person might accidentally pick up their lulav and esrog in the wrong hands, and then they're going to have to switch hands. And that means that for a moment, he's going to have to hold his lulav and esrog in the same hand. But if his esrog is too big, it might fall out of his hand onto the floor and become a puzzle. So therefore, his esrog has to be small enough that he could hold two of them in one hand, which means that he be able to hold his esrog and lulav in the same hand. However, Rabbi Yassi, and Rabbi Yassi holds, a even if the esrog is so large, it takes him two hands to hold this one esrog, it's still Kusher. And basically, Rabbi Yassi is saying that there is no maximum shear that it's allowed to be. His esrog is allowed to be giant. If he wants it to be the size of a watermelon, it could be that big. And in this case, we actually pass like Rabbi Yassi, and often on Sukkot, you'll see some people with these giant Esregim. And moving on to Mishnah Ches, The Mishnah tells us, ain't ha'lulav, Yehud Rabbi Yuda holds that when we bind the lulav, meaning when we bind Hadassim and HaRavet to the lulav, we're only allowed to bind it with minai, with one of the arba minim. And we know that we usually take leaves from the lulav to bind the minim together, if a person wants to use hadasim or ravays, he could use that as well. But he definitely has to use one of the minim to bind them together. And why is that? Because Rabbi Huda holds that lulav tsarich eged that there's a chiyuv we have to bind the minim together. And based off of Joshua from the pasuk, he learns that it has to be bound with one of the minim themselves. However, Rav Meir, Rav Meir says afil it could even be bound together with a string. Rav Meir holds that lulav ain't tsarich eged the lulav doesn't have to be bound together with hadasim and Aravais, And the only reason why we do so is for noi is for beauty purposes, and therefore he could use any sort of string, and he doesn't have to use one of the arba minim. And Amrav Meir of Meir says to prove his point, there's a story with the people of Yishalayim. They would bind their love him with golden strings. They had this beautiful way of binding it often you'll see Sfardim do this. They don't use gold, they use very thin strips of lulav, but they have a very beautiful way of binding the lulav. So Rav Meir says they would bind it with gold, and gold is not one of the Arbaminim. so we see that you don't have to use one of the Arbaminim to bind the lulav. However, Amrulaidacham responds to Rav Meir, down below, on the bottom of the lulav, where the person actually holds it, they would bind it with one of the minim, and it was only up above on the top of the lulav that they would use these golden strips, and that was for beauty purposes. But again, on the bottom of the lulav, they would Bind it with one of the Minim, so you don't have a proof from this story. But either which way, we do Poskin like Reb Meir. We're gonna stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with Mission to Tess and Yud. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.